Oh hey, welcome to a bonus episode of the Cocti Podcast, Candlekeep Mysteries Edition. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Gary. In case you're new to the show, I'm the editor, coffee boy, and spokesmodel here at fortnerd.com. Luckily for all of you, we don't have much call for a spokesmodel because nobody wants to see that. You may have also seen me as the DM for Quest for the Cure or Ice Holes Rhyme of the Frost Maiden, performing as Cicero on Cyberpunk Independence, or sailing on the SS Failboat over at Talon and Claw. There's a lot to unpack here, so let's get started. In case you're not familiar with it, Candlekeep Mysteries is an anthology book. It isn't really a player resource or one consistent storyline that's broken up into chapters, but instead it's a series of independent adventures. So it's closer in spirit to Ghosts of Saltmarsh or Tales of the Yawning Portal than Rime of the Frostmaiden or Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. The neat thing about Candlekeep Mysteries is that Wizards tapped a new group of authors to write the adventures, which brings a fresh perspective to them and it shows. The list of authors is phenomenally talented and are drawn from all over the RPG space. Kelly Lynn D'Angelo from Girls Guts Glory, Mark Sherlock Holmes, Jennifer Kretschmer who plays Lindra on D&D Beyond, and now Heroes of the Plains, Daniel Kwan from the Asian Represents podcast, and so many more. Of course, the wizard staff isn't absent. Chris Perkins contributed, as did Chris Lindsay and Bill Benham. The book opens with a relatively comprehensive review of Candlekeep, the Grand Library of the Sword Coast, which is set aflight a league of adventures. Candlekeep is famous for its rules of entry. No one may enter the Citadel unless they bring a work of writing not already housed within its collection, a challenging task for many as the collection is legendary for its enormous size, though clever adventurers can seek out unique works without too much effort. While Candlekeep is the setting for the adventures, and Candlekeep is a fixture of the Forgotten Realms, it can be easily reskinned to fit any world in D&D. It could be at home at the Great Library of Escandrea and Ket in Greyhawk, or at some windblown citadel in Darksun. For sure, the lore surrounding Candlekeep can be tweaked to fit your world. One of the greatest secrets of Candlekeep is Miriam the Sentinel Worm, a spectral dragon that guards Candlekeep's undercroft. Described as spectral jaws with unyielding threats of bodily peril, Miriam has guarded Candlekeep for almost 1,500 years, and since she reforms after her death, it's likely she has a few years left to stand guard. Each of these adventures is unique, but they all share a common thread. They start with a book. For example, one begins with the joy of extra-dimensional spaces, another with the lore of LaRue, and so on. In each, the characters are given a few different options on how they may come upon a given book, whether it's by happenstance or a particular topic of research. For example, one book may come up while researching permanent versions of existing spells or demiplanes, pocket dimensions, and other material spaces. The adventures aren't particularly long. Most would take a session, maybe two, perhaps three at the most, as some do support higher level play which takes longer, and some players do like to explore every nook and cranny of an adventure. The books all lead to adventure through winding paths, and that's all I want to say. I don't really want to get into spoiler territory about any of their particular adventures, so I want to limit today's conversation to my general impressions of two of my favorite adventures in the book. The first is The Lore of LaRue by Kelly Lynn D'Angelo. It stands out to me because of the robust history associated with the book. Who is LaRue and is she important? It was written by a noted historian about an important city. 
There's also a clever mechanic to keep characters together due to the vagaries of time and the nature of injury, but I'm not going to spoil that here. The adventure hook is simple enough, but the narrative is truly compelling. It's easy to feel transported to this world beyond worlds. I do have to say, the ending of Lore of LaRue is a bit weaker than the rest of the adventure, for one reason in particular, but it's honestly easy to overlook because of the whimsy of the story overall. I can't wait to insert this into an upcoming game because I think my players will enjoy exploring it quite a bit. The next adventure I really enjoyed is, is probably my favorite for a lot of reasons, both personal and professional. The Canopic Being by Jennifer Kretschmer has a special place in my heart. As a recovering Egyptian archaeologist, words like canopic bring me joy like a few others. Perhaps I'm reading too much into it, but I certainly feel the echoes of Egyptian mythology with a bit of reflavoring for the Forgotten Realms. I can't say for sure, and I haven't confirmed with her, but it certainly feels like some of the elements do hold that similarity. There are a lot of things of this adventure that I really like. They're unique, and I haven't seen anything quite like them. From top to bottom, the adventure is well-flavored, thematic, and fun. It feels like there was a lot of care that was included in many of its elements. Now, the writer took some online flack for including elements like ramps and elevators, but the inclusion was effortless here and it didn't feel out of place, particularly for some of the things that I really enjoyed. While I've singled out these two adventures in particular, I did enjoy the book overall. Two other adventures that I quite enjoyed were The Book of Cylinders by Graham Barber and The Book of Inner Alchemy by Daniel Kwan. They both stood out as enjoyable to me, but since I wanted to keep this overview of Candlekeep Mysteries to a crisp seven and a half minutes, I didn't quite have the time. Daniel Kwan's adventure in particular feels very much aligned with his work in the tabletop space, bringing truer and more representative and respectful integration of Asian themes into tabletop RPGs. I didn't realize quite how offensive previous editions were to people of Asian origin, until I started reading some of his work and listening to an episode of his podcast. Now, overall, much like the introduction of Candlekeep, these adventures could easily be reflavored and find a home in any campaign setting, official, homebrew, or otherwise. After all, what's a D&D campaign without at least one magical book? I think if you're a dungeon master, you're going to find Candlekeep Mysteries a very useful tool. You can purposefully include one or more of these into a campaign you're running, or you can pull this book off the shelf on game night when you didn't prep. Anything goes. If you're a player only, you may find this book of limited use. Though I will say, as I've said previously, the alternate art cover is far and away my favorite of those produced so far. I would strongly encourage you to head out to your local friendly game shop to check it out. I hope you enjoyed my quick overview of Candlekeep Mysteries. I'm your host, Gary, bidding you farewell and remember, if the die is cocked, it doesn't count. <laughs>